So with Siyata Dishmaya, let's continue in our understanding what we're saying when we're standing in front of the King of Kings in Amidah, in the Shmona Esrei, Shma, and so forth. So now, well, let's talk about the seasonal additions and the other add-ons when we're davening, and the days of awe. So the following addition is inserted in the first blessing of Abos, fathers. Remember us for life, King, who desires life, and inscribe us in the book of life, for your sake, living God. So the word life appears in this blessing in four con uh, contexts. Today, on this day of remembrance, when God makes life and death decisions, we appeal to him to remember us for life. The king who desires life wants his subjects to live. God would never want to seek the death of an evil person, rather for the wicked person to return from his way and live. So even though Rosh Hashanah is known as a day of remembrance, God never forgets, so he does not have to remember. He also does not need a book to record man's deeds and to sign judgments. All of these symbols are for us. Man is very forgetful, especially when it comes to what he regards as his minor sins. But God keeps a detailed record of his actions, both good and bad, and discerns in which book he should be written. On Rosh Hashanah, Hashem records the righteous in the book of life and gives those of us who are not yet recorded an opportunity to achieve atonement before Yom Kippur. So why do we appeal to Hashem for the gift of life for his sake? Simply because we know that we're not worthy of forgiveness based on our own merits. And this idea is expressed in another prayer. Do it for your sake, our God, not for ours. Look at our position. We stand before you poor and empty-handed. So what does this mean when we stand before God? We realize how bereft we are of the good deeds that represent us before God. We are humbled by our poverty of mitzvot. We stand before God, but we are ashamed to approach him. We ask God for a chance to become his loyal servant. Moshe, for all of his greatness, is described as God's servant. And it is that level we seek as human beings to emulate. Give us a chance to serve you completely. So in the closing words of Rabbi Akiva's famous prayer, Avinu Malkeinu, our father, our king, we plead to God to favor and answer us. We recognizing that we have no worthy deeds in our merit. We ask that he treat us with charity and kindness. And so why do we need, well, why do we end our plea by referring to God as the living God? God is eternal. He was, is, and always will be. By virtue of the fact that God lives in the future, anticipates our actions and witnesses our repentance and good deeds he brings this knowledge to bear on our current actions that may be lacking he then gives us another chance and the second addition is inserted in the second blessing of Geruros, divine might when we say who is like you merciful merciful father who remembers his creatures for life in his mercy so the blessing of Geruros expressing god's might who is like you master of mighty deeds and whom can you be compared is paraphrased in the special edition for days of awe. Who is like you, merciful Father, who remembers his creatures for life and his mercy? So in this blessing, God is referred to as the master of mighty deeds, while in the addition for the days of awe as the merciful Father. The term mercy and might appear to clash. In one praise, phrase, we praise God for his might and strength, and in the other for his mercy. In reality, Hashem's might is manifest in both his strength and his mercy. In battling our enemies, God is recognized as a mighty warrior. Yet in the blessing of Gevurot, we say, You sustain the living with kindness. You revive the dead with great compassion. You support the fallen and heal the sick and free the captives. The essence of God's being, both a mighty warrior and a compassionate king, is that God possesses every possible quality and attribute and can apply his strength and might to fight our battles and help the downtrodden. 
And so at this time of the year, we pray to the Almighty to direct his kindness to remember us for life in his mercy. And the third passage, as at the, at the conclusion of the blessing of Kedushah, the holiness of God's name, with the praise, the holy God, is replaced with the holy king. So here when we say the holy king, during these days of awe, Hashem shows his kingship to judge the world. On Rosh Hashanah, we crown God as king of the universe. We mark the coronation with a full Yom Tov celebration. On the other hand, Rosh Hashanah is the beginning of the days of awe when God judges each of us. And so since Rosh Hashanah is at the beginning of the year, it sets the tone for a higher level of conduct for the rest of the year. The fact that Hashem is judging the world at this period in time is reflected in Jewish thought and law. If one made a mistake or even one is uncertain if he said, Hamelech HaKadosh, he should go back to the beginning of the Shmone Esrei. And so all of the six editions, of all of the six editions, this is the only one that requires a person to start the Shmone Esrei from the beginning if he forgets. Why? Our rabbis teach that this is at this season, God's kingship in our world permeates the atmosphere, all of Hashem's presence in the air. To impress us with the reality of God's majesty, we conclude this blessing with the holy king. If we forget to say it, we have missed the message. So we need to return to the beginning with proper focus. And the fourth edition is at the conclusion of the blessing of Mishpat, justice, with the phrase, the king who loves righteousness and justice is replaced with the king of justice. So when we say the king of justice, the term justice means that one must follow the strict letter of the law. Justice demands that punishment be meted out according to the severity of the crime. In fact, when Hashem created the world, he saw that the world would not withstand this strict level of justice. So he tempered his spiritual mechanism with the attribute of mercy. And though God loves righteousness combined with justice the rest of the year, when these days of all arrive, pure justice is the standard. And the fifth edition is inserted in the blessing of Modeim, thankfulness, when we say, inscribe for a good life all the children of your covenant. And so we ask for God for a good life, not just for ourselves, but for all the children of the covenant. Two questions emerge from these words. The first, why do we ask for a good life for all the children of the covenant, including those who have sinned and may have not repented? On what basis do we pray on behalf of sinners? So when we gather among our fellow Jews on these special days of all, we are mindful that the, the more of our brothers and sisters attend these services than any other day of the year. And most powerful, in a most powerful prayer, the image of every individual passing under the shepherd's rod is evoked. Most are destined to live while others have a sadder fate. Rabbi Aryeh Leib Baxt cites the well-known Talmudic passage that all pass before God like soldiers in David Amalek's army. Each soldier has a particular role from private to generals that only they can play. So too in life, each of us is charged with a special mission. When each of us fulfills her special mission as part of the greater community, we bear the merits of the community and may be rewarded with another year of good life. And the second question we must address is why the rabbis refer to our people as the children of the covenant. So, of course, every day of the year we have the opportunity to do tshuva, which can and should change our lives. But beginning with Rosh Hashanah, when we are judged for the entire year, we're not only asked for life, but for good life. The teshuva that we achieve does not only reflect our immediate thoughts and action. It can be truly life-changing transformation. And what makes repentance on these days of all so special? We are God's children who approach Him on these holy days with the merits of our fathers, Avraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, 
who accepted God's covenant upon themselves and their descendants. We are truly the children of the covenant. And that is sufficient reason to wish one and all a long and good life. And the second, the, the, I'm sorry, the sixth edition is inserted in the blessing of Sim Shalom, peace. When we say, in the book of life, blessing, peace, and prosperity, may we be remembered and inscribed before you, we and all your people of the house of Israel, for a good life and peace. In this concluding edition, we ask God to inscribe us in the Jewish people in the book of life with the spiritual gifts of blessing, peace, and the physical gifts of good livelihood. In these few words, the rabbis encapsulate the essence of what is important in life. Blessing refers to a variety of blessings and is derived from the term meaning an endless pool or spring. <coughs> Since water means life, this endless pool would be a life-giving spiritual resource. Shalom is taken from the Hebrew word shalem, whole or complete, <coughs> which is an ideal spiritual state of inner peace and tranquility. In this context, shalom is the perfection of all blessing. <coughs> Together, we ask God for an endless pool of spiritual blessing, peace, and a successful livelihood. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.